This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Jerry Carl says the Hunter Biden laptop is not something to be ignored should Republicans regain control of the U.S. House. Carl stopped by to talk to executive editor Jeff Poor on FM Talk 106.5 as it was broadcasting from Washington, D.C. this week. I, I think the Hunter Biden thing has got to be got to be addressed. I, if for no other reason, there are so many people that ask me about that constituents. I, it, on, there's Democrats that want to know also. We've got to find out what happened and when. What I don't want to do and what I said at that meeting is I don't want to spend the next two years just trying to prosecute people and go after people. I'm, I, it's not in my nature to want to get even. Uh, I think getting even with people is for suckers. Uh, this country needs to move forwards. We, we, need to, we need to get our feet back up under us in this economy. We had another hike yesterday in rates. Most people don't realize how that rate hike is going to affect them. If you've got an adjustable mortgage home, it's not there yet. But it will get there, and your 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 mortgage rate is going to go up. It's going to hit you in the pocketbook. So we've got to focus on some of these things and get them turned around. Carl also spoke about the commitment to America. That is a newly released Republican plan for after the midterms if Republicans get control of the U.S. House. It involves four main goals, an economy that is strong, a government held accountable, a future that is free, and a nation that is safe. Uh, those are the four main bullet points. Of course, they're broke down, and we're excited to get our hands on this. You're going to see me for the next month in, in my district, putting this in as many hands as I can, answering as many questions as I can, making sure everyone understands, because I want everyone in my district to understand this is what the House is going to do when we take control. No more masks for little kids involved in the Head Start program. A federal court has permanently blocked the mask mandate that was issued by the Biden administration. That mandate was issued among all workers and students of any federally funded program. A lawsuit from Louisiana is what led to this recent ruling. Alabama's Attorney General Steve Marshall also joined in that lawsuit that challenged the mask mandate which required absolutely everyone, including two, three, and four-year-olds, if you can imagine, and all workers to wear a mask, whether inside or outside. Marshall responded to the news saying this is a victory for the heavy hand of government that acted without legal authority. Two arrest warrants were issued against a grandfather in Blunt County after his two-year-old grandson died in a hot car this past Tuesday afternoon. William Wiseman was booked into jail on Wednesday. He's charged with reckless acts and criminally negligent acts. Police say that Wiseman claims he thought he dropped his grandson off at a daycare before going to work in his truck. However, there's evidence that Wiseman returned to his truck at least three different times, including one time to drive it. And still, he did not see the toddler, even though the car seat was front-facing, not rear-facing. The prolonged exposure to the heat in that truck is what caused the child's death. The Drug Enforcement Task Force in Shelby County made a huge seizure of money and drugs. Four people in Helena are now under arrest and facing multiple drug charges. Officers seized $29,000 in currency, multiple guns, three pounds of marijuana, 90 grams of THC, and two bottles of codeine. Authorities say that the three men arrested were living at the home where the raid occurred, and one 18-year-old female was at the scene for purchasing drugs. She was also arrested. 
More details are now emerging on how two Alabama veterans are free from Russian captivity. The two men are Alex Druke and Andy Hun. The mother of Alex, Bunny, got a call from the U.S. Embassy in Saudi Arabia. You know, when I got that call, I looked at the phone and I thought, I don't know anyone in Saudi Arabia, but what the heck, I'll just go ahead and take it. Bunny went on to tell WBRC News that the embassy official then put Alex on the phone. And I said, Alex, and he said, hi, mama, it's your favorite child. And I knew it was Alex because that's a joke between him and his three siblings. He said, I'm free. And I, I just kept saying, free? You're, you're free? I just couldn't, couldn't comprehend it. And uh, it's still hard to believe now. It was just really, really exciting. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, is warning Americans that the fight to control inflation may cause some financial pain and even a recession. Powell is speaking out about this, just as the Federal Reserve signaled that they plan to increase the interest rate again in September from 3% to 3.25%. The president of Americans for Tax Reform, Grover Norquist, says that the administration is gaslighting Americans by trying to say the economy isn't already in a recession. Norquist says the economy is contracting and projections for this next quarter's growth is going to be at zero, if not negative. Norquist says the last two quarters have already shown a decline in growth. He says that Biden has become the face of inflation after entering the White House with a rate of 1.4%, and now two years later is hitting a record high of 8.5%. Norquist also blamed Democrats and Republicans for voting for the massive spending bills that have caused this inflation. New York Attorney General Letitia James has filed a lawsuit against Donald Trump and three of his adult children. This all happened in a civil court, not criminal. James accuses Trump of overvaluing his properties in order to get better rates on loans, taxes, and insurance policy. James has spent multiple years investigating the whole Trump corporation. She even campaigned to be elected as the state attorney general on taking down Trump. Here's some of her comments. He built his wealth off the backs of New Yorkers. We need to focus on Donald Trump and his abuses. We need to follow his money. Running for attorney general because I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. We must do our job to ensure that the man currently occupying the Oval Office is held accountable to any and everything he has done. Also responding to the news was former U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr. Barr had to call this case as he saw it while he was on Fox News. Uh, It's hard for me not to conclude it's a political uh, hit job. And this is a woman who campaigned for office saying that promising she was going to go after Trump, which I think is a a tremendous abuse of office to go headhunting and targeting individuals. So I think she was targeting Trump. And this is after three years, a civil lawsuit, the gist of which is that when the Trump organization borrowed money, Trump personally guaranteed those loans. And to support that, she's claiming that he inflated his assets on his financial statements. Now, I'm not even sure she has a a good case against Trump himself. But what ultimately persuades me that this is a a political hit job is uh, she grossly overreaches when she tries to drag the children into this. Yes, they had roles in the business. But this was his personal financial statement. It was prepared by the CFO. Uh, Accounting firms were involved in it. 
the, the children aren't going to know the details of that and be able, and nor are they expected in the real world to do their own due diligence and have it, you know, reviewed independently. And so uh, this, this to me looks like gross overreach, which I think is going to end up backfiring on them because I think it will make people sympathetic for Trump, that this is another example of uh, people piling on because of uh, Trump derangement syndrome, this, you know, this strong desire to, you know, to, to, to punish him. Since Bill Barr is back in the news, here's another related story. The director of litigation at the Center for Renewing America, Jeffrey Clark, is now saying that Barr is lying when it comes to investigating election fraud after the 2020 presidential election. Clark's organization filed Freedom of Information Acts with 12 U.S. attorney districts in the swing states. He spoke on Real America's Voice, and this is what he disclosed. Uh, FOIA information just came out at this point from two more districts. There, there were FOIA requests put in to 12 U.S. attorney districts uh, in multiple states, the, the key battlegrounds uh, where electoral votes were, were in play uh, for you know, whatever party uh, wanted to win, Biden or, or Trump, that election. And after Bill Barr had issued a November uh, 9th memo saying that there should be investigations of the election, uh, the FOIA document requests have come back with no documents, the null set, Steve. Uh, so no investigations were done as a result of that memo. There's only one of the 12 districts that has not yet come in. That's the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. But it's amazing, right, that uh, it's like a kabuki dance. A memo was issued, but nothing was actually done about it based on that uh, FOIA uh, responsive, uh, you know, uh, uh, things that have come in. And the only district that has not yet responded is the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. And I'll remind you there, Steve, that the U.S. attorney in uh, Philadelphia, the Eastern District. He wrote a letter to Trump last year, and he said that he had election fraud issues, serious ones, to investigate. He asked Barr for permission to investigate. Barr denied it. Barr would not let him hold a press conference, and Barr told him to send anything he had to the Democrat AG. So that's why they're holding that one back. Leaders in Fulton County, Pennsylvania, have now filed a lawsuit against Dominion Voting Systems for breach of contract. The lawsuit stems from what the plaintiffs are calling severe anomalies during the 2020 presidential election. Back in 2021, an investigation was launched by Wake Technology Services into the machines where they found ballot scanning errors and non-certified database tools that were placed inside the system. Another group was then brought in for a forensic image analysis. Specken Forensics Laboratories completed a report early this September, and within that report, they alleged that an external IP address was located in Canada connected to those machines, as well as other deficiencies, and an unauthorized Python script was installed after the certification date. The lawsuit claims that the list of deficiencies directly contradicts the contractual terms and conditions that were agreed upon between Fulton County and Dominion. A Texas judge makes a fascinating ruling when it comes to the Second Amendment and purchasing a gun. U.S. District Judge David Counts ruled against any law that bars those with felony indictments from purchasing a gun. He says it's unconstitutional. The plaintiff in the case is Jose Quiroz, who had a felony indictment against him when he purchased a firearm in 2021. The judge's ruling noted that the nation has a history and tradition of excluding specific groups from certain rights and powers like the Second Amendment, but not a history or tradition of those under indictment and not yet convicted of a felony. Counts noted that the recent Supreme Court ruling on the Bruins case 
shows that the Second Amendment is not a second-class right and that no longer can courts balance away a constitutional right. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Brian Dawson on the 1819 News podcast as he sits down with Dr. Brian Christine to talk about men's health and the war on masculinity. There was a really good book, a great book, that was just written a few years ago by a man named Rod Dreher. Okay? And, the, mm. and the title of that book is Live Not By Lies. And the subtitle is A Manual for Christian Dissent. Okay? The, the main title, Live Not By Lies, I think is so important. Now, what he was looking at really was the fact that he had interviewed individuals who grew up behind the Iron Curtain, individuals yeah. who grew up in Soviet Russia or the mm. Eastern Bloc countries. Uh, and they said what we saw happening then Okay, with their version in terms of the communists or even the Nazis in Poland, their cancel culture, we're seeing that happen now. That's the focus of his book. But the title is great because what the left wants us to do now in the realm of manhood and masculinity, they want us to live by lies. And I think we have to absolutely be strong and say we're not going to live by lies. Listen, you know me. I have very little use for men or women who say, well, we have to accommodate Mm. the other side. We have to work behind the scenes and, and reason and, and we're consensus builder. I'm a, I'm a consensus builder. Yeah. I'm not a fight. We have to be winsome. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. And part of, and part of what we have to do is to say, we will not live by lies. And, and the subject today is we will not live by the lie that there is no difference between men and women. We will mm, not reach. You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a fabulous weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 